You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to episode three of the OBI Bengals fan highlight. We're joined this week by the Bengals captain and his wife, Jess. Um, they are going to be, uh, of course, the first week was was Bengal Jam, and then we have Tony DeTiger. So now we're moving on probably to the two of the most recognizable faces that you'll see when you watch Bengals on TV or when you go to a game and you see them on the Jumbotron. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's great. Um, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Feeling great. Feeling great. Good. Good. Thanks for having Good. us on. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, no. Thank you guys for coming on. These uh, these yeah. have been a lot of fun, and uh, we're getting a yeah, really reaction been. out of them. So thanks they for have putting time, uh, putting aside a little time for us. Yeah. So uh, the first question, uh, I'm, I'll ask uh, Jess. I'll ask you first. Um, just what's your first memory as a Bengals fan? First thing you can think of when you think of being a Bengals fan. What's the first thing that pops in your mind? You know, probably my most real memory was my first game that I went to, which was in 2010. Um, okay. So it's not like I was a small child or anything, but I, I remember being a child in Cincinnati and loving the Bengals and having my Bengal, I had my Bengal shirt. It was my favorite sweatshirt ever. And there's a lot of photos of me in it as a child. Cause you know how kids are, they pick one thing and they don't take it off. So that was my thing when I was a child. And I remember I remember just, you know, hearing about the Bengals and being around the Bengals, but I never went to a game until uh, 2010. So that was probably my first, 2010 was probably my first real memory and seeing uh, Chad Johnson on the sideline. That was probably yeah. my, the, the highlight of that whole day for me. <laughs> Love you, I, I feel like Chad Johnson stars in quite a few first memories for Bengals yeah. fans. Yep. 2010, that was, let me think here, 2010 was Carson Palmer's last year. Yeah, that yeah. was the TO year. Yeah. I had seen that was my last year of season tickets. So uh and then uh Captain, how about you? What's your first memory as a Bengals fan? Well, you said that was the last year you had season tickets. That yeah. was the last year I didn't. Oh, so okay. all right. Uh, you know, as you know, uh, <laughs> huge, huge expectations for 2010 and mm -hmm. injury and other issues, it was a complete nightmare. A lot of fans were upset. I may have bought your, your seats. I don't know. But um, <laughs> a lot of fans had uh, wanted to jump off and said, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm done. Uh, I met her and had always dreamed of having season tickets and found somebody that I, I don't want to say the discount that they gave, but it was it was peanuts to get rid of the, sure. the COA. And we've been season ticket holders ever since. Um, but my first memory, uh, 1988 Super Bowl. I, you know, a uh, single mom, uh, we, we were always working on something, uh, uh, you know, doing mom, son things, trying to get puppies, trying to train puppies, feeding puppies milk. You're not supposed to do that. Finding another puppy. Uh, <laughs> puppy was okay. Puppy was okay. <laughs> we, we weren't really good dog people at the time. Didn't know, you know. 
Uh, any anybody yeah, for the matters. You know, exactly. So uh, moved to Tennessee, and I think that was like right around that '88 Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I loved Garfield, and okay. all the kids in Tennessee were making fun of me, like Bengals aren't going to win. Bengals aren't going to win. I was young enough. I'd never watched football before. So I'm like, we got to watch. And of course, turn the TV on, you know, Garfield's an orange cat with black stripes. Helmets, orange with black stripes. That's it. Who would have thought, who would have thought that one of the most recognizable Bengals fans in the world fell in love with the Bengals because of a comic strip cat? Probably the weirdest. (laughs) Yeah. Probably the weirdest. uh, How'd you become a fan? Yeah. But you know what's funny about that story? And I love that story. I think it's precious. But the funny thing is, is that when we talk to people overseas that are fans, we ask them the same questions because it's amazing to me because I was born and raised in Cincinnati. There was Mm -hmm. like no other choice for me, I felt like. But to talk to people overseas that become fans, one of the big things that stands out to them was the helmets and seeing the helmets on TV. And that was, that was a big draw for a lot of people who didn't have a team, didn't have any loyalty to any particular city. So, so I love that story because it it really kind of highlights how cool and groundbreaking those helmets were. Nobody else in the league was doing cool helmets like that. Everybody else had the, you know, the sticker logo plastered on the side. So I, I love that story. And I think it really resonates with a lot of overseas oh, I'm sure it does, yeah. a lot of people that aren't from Cincinnati. So, Oh yeah. Uh, good. Joe Goodberry, which you guys have to know. Uh, oh, yeah. He you. has yeah. a very similar story. Did not grow up around here, but picked yep. him because of the helmets. It was, if you're young enough, that really, those, those helmets are undeniably sure. cool. Like you oh, yeah. cannot get away yep. from how cool they are. Still the best. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I love that in all these years too. Yeah. yeah. I, I love uh, uh, Joe and Glenn and I was talking with them cause you know, Glenn is a, Glenn is a, um, a Buffalo fan. And so, and that's where they're from. That's where they live is in New York. And I asked him, I said, how did Joe become a Bengals fan? And you became a Buffalo fan. And he said, I think it's because my mom was in love with Boomer Sison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also nice. relatable. So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I get it. Well, I, well, the next question was be who was a Bengals fan first, but Kevin, I think we're going to go ahead and skip that one. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> well, that I am would interested. be. You guys, you guys would, it was one of you a fan and the other one a super fan. Did you guys meet and both had this just love of the Bengals right off the bat? I mean, I how does it go? My wife coming. is a massive Bengals. Well, my wife's a massive Bengals fan now, but she was a casual fan before she met me. She realized how seriously I took Sundays. And now she's sitting on the couch yelling and cheering with me. I was just curious, did one of you guys leave the other one in or was it just meant to be? So I'll, I'll just come out yeah. and say there's a 10-year age gap. So technically, oh, okay. she she was probably a fan first because, you know, okay. from we little. I always joke that I was born a Bengals fan and the day after I was born, we lost to the Steelers. So the day I was born, I became a Bengals fan. And the day after I was born, I hated the Steelers and I've hated them ever since. So that was, that's always my running joke. But now when we first met, he asked me if on our very first date, he said, do you cheer for any, um, sports teams and I and we live in Columbus we've lived in Columbus for a while and I said well I'm originally from Cincinnati so I always cheer for the Bengals and the Reds and I grew up going to Reds games and he was like oh yeah you're a Bengals fan who day and I was like who day and I gave him a high five you know nobody in Columbus is like a, a big Bengals fan like that nobody says who day in Columbus so yeah. I thought it was pretty cool so you know the, but the first date was Jennifer Coolidge yeah yeah Stifler's mom at the funny okay you know, right. so, <laughs> so we're listening to her tell stories and having this side combo yeah. and then she gives me a who day back yeah and I, that was it. 
I was in love. You knew but it like, right there. Like your wife, yeah. Kevin, I don't know that I realized what I was in for necessarily because I always called myself a Bengals fan, but I had never been to a game. Like I didn't go to games growing up. It's not like my family had tickets. We were dirt poor. We could make it to maybe one or two Reds games a year. And that was it. That was like sure. it for me as a child. So I didn't like grow up going to games. I didn't grow up, you know, doing all that. So for me, it was more of a, yeah, I'm a Bengals fan. I love the Bengals. And I, you know, I knew the team and I worked in sports bars and Hooters and, and places like that where sport, where football's on all the time. So I watched a good amount of games, but I had never really been to a game until I met this guy. And now we are every game. Every <laughs> a year into our relationship. We have season tickets and we're at every single game. I, I, asked <laughs> like, her. Uh, I saw the tickets. I'm like, Hey, is it okay? Do you need, should yeah. we? And she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, of course. I'm like, all right. <laughs> All right, this girl's it. Yep. So was it, was it like a, She's the one. Was it like a fever pitch thing where you had like the opening day tickets in a ring box and you got kind down of. on one knee? And it's like, oh, well, no? Oh, okay. But we did have a lot of single themes in our wedding. So okay. there we go. I can imagine that. I can imagine that being the case. Um, all right. So next question, uh, Cap, where did this Captain persona come from? Did I mean, was this like a thing where you saw, hey, there's – I you piece it together over a few games or a couple of years or or how did you get this idea of you're gonna start dressing like this? And so I idolized Who Day Baby. Okay. And and ironically, so I remember seeing Who Day Baby on TV before we ever got season tickets. And we parked in lot one. At, at the time, you know, I wasn't big in the tailgating scene. We would walk by this awesome tailgate, uh, which later I found out was Bengal Bomb Squad. Mm -hmm. And we just started saying, Hey, let's, let's get there earlier and, and help out and whatever, hang out. Who day baby was there. I'm like, that's cool. Like I've seen you on TV, yada, yada. And I asked him like, you know, how did this all come together? Like you're asking me. And he said, I don't know. It was just organic. It, it just came to be, you know, over time, but it fits him so perfectly. You know, it's a little bit of WWE. It's a little bit of, you know, the cowboy hat different, you know, some of it doesn't mm -hmm. fit, but it all fits. And Big John, the guy who basically holds everything together, Bengal Bomb Squad, was contacted by Microsoft. They wanted to shoot a Surface commercial and use our tailgate. Uh, you cool. know, world famous, and and I'm I'm in IT, and we mm -hmm. do a lot of IT things at the tailgate. So we we went to do that, and I'm thinking there are some amazing fans all around me, and here I am tucking my jersey and my cargo shorts. I. I've got to think it's something, but yeah. like who day baby said, like it's organic. Like I, I don't have anything organic except for I was working it at a construction company and trying to teach people about cybersecurity. I'm like, I'm going to have to grow out a beard for you guys to actually pay attention to me. So I did. And it, it, it came in kind of decent. He didn't always have this beard. He was clean. There's a beautiful face under this beard. Not a lot of people know that. <laughs> when I first met him, he was clean shaven. He didn't grow this beard until he started working in construction. So. All right. All right. So it was kind of cool. And I got two nicknames. I, some people call me Conor McGregor, which I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. The other one's called me Captain Obvious at Hotels.com. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the, I'm thinking. The resemblance like, you know, is there to be fair it really is yeah, <laughs> in a good way i can't i can't run from it i can't run from it i, I try to say that i'm Undeniable. the better looking version but you know what he's that that guy sadly i know brandon moynihan uh i know his name exactly. i've searched for yeah i've searched for autographs like i'm kind of a fan of his too but anyway um that's what we tried and had no idea how we we're going to pull it off orange suits are easy to spot uh right. amazon had neon 
So we did that. We waited the night before. I sometimes am a procrastinator, <laughs> uh, procrastinator all the time. Uh, and we had overspray on the back. There was paint everywhere. It was ugly. I kind of messed it up. And I was disappointed. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to go. She said, no. I worked all night on that hat. Yeah. And I said, you're wearing this hat. that I <laughs> You're going to wear it. <laughs> and you're going like, to like it. <laughs> do, do, do it anyway. So we went. Uh, film crew came out. Film tailgate. Uh, that was uh, 2017 opening day Ravens. We got shellacked. Mm-hmm. We got shut out. Andy Dalton, I think, had four picks. It was ugly. And people kept stopping me after the game and wanted to take a picture like, you know what, you're, you're the first time I've smiled. The, you know, that, that costume is just hilarious. You know, thank you. And I'm thinking, you know, if, if I could get people to smile, cause I knew we were going to be better. I knew, you know, I, I talked to front office, uh, different events, charity events we've been going to since, you know, 2014, 2015, I mm-hmm. knew our break was coming. If I can make some people laugh in the meantime, I'll sure. keep wearing it. And, uh, I kept wearing it. Now I can't get rid of it, even in the Arizona heat. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You would disappoint quite a few people if you showed up just as yourself. Yeah. The persona is, you kind of inadvertently answered a question I had in the back of my head. I wasn't going to ask it, but it, it is funny that I couldn't remember when you started showing up on TV. You know what I mean? Like it's now become kind of such a thing that like it's just you're there you're just kind of all there's always at least one shot of you yes, almost every you game. <laughs> and it, i was sitting there trying to remember like <laughs> yes <laughs> um uh but yeah i couldn't remember when it happened it just it's kind of become just a part of the experience at this point which has to be cool for you but yeah you kind of inadvertently answered a question i had in the back of my head about like i honest to god couldn't tell you when this whole thing started it just feels like it's always been a part of the experience and yeah it's weird that it wasn't that long ago yeah yeah it, it seems know, like it was longer ago it, it feels like it and yeah it, it and it was that year uh actually that uh i can't even remember was it the patriots game and the it was started raining and I had a poncho on and I was just kind of dancing the music and the, the camera caught it. And mm-hmm. then coach Caskey, a running backs coach at the time, yeah, actually sends me a clip later. Like, Hey, you know, they caught you. And then it's been, it's been wild ever since. That's awesome. How many suits do you have? Usually only one. Not one at no. a time. Yeah. One at a time, you <laughs> know, they get destroyed, <laughs> but I, I do. I saved the cutoff because I ruined the sleeves in the off season. Okay. And, Again, procrastinator. I didn't have time to make a new one, so I just cut the sleeves off, and that worked out for the preseason game. Everybody loved it. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm just going to hold on to this just in case we ever hit like 110. I don't want to sure, die. Yeah. Larry the cable sure. guy, Captain. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh well, I did want to just jump in real quick and just ask you, Jess, uh, just a little information about your podcast, a chance to plug it because I kind of. I don't know. I think it's one of the better ones out there. I think it's really, really interesting. Tigers talk. Just tell us how it started, what uh, and how the experience has been. Because you guys, have, you guys have been doing it a lot longer than we have. Well, thank you so much. Um, I I appreciate that. That's that's really awesome to hear. I so basically this is our third season now. So a couple of years ago, I decided that I wanted to start a podcast, and I I'm I'm kind of a procrastinator and a and a perfectionist in the way that you know, I'll sit on an idea for a long time and, and think a lot about it and kind of stew over it and, and think about all the ways it needs to be perfect, needs to be perfect, needs to be perfect. And I'm finally, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to jump in and 
it, it'll 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 be what it'll be, but it'll be mine. It'll be me, and it'll be my personality and what I want to talk about, and you know my opinions on on things. So I just put a tweet out there. I was like, do any other women want to start a women only podcast with me? And three people respond actually, well, four people. So I actually started it with Yaz. I don't know if you guys know commissioner Yaz, mm -hmm. but oh, she yeah. was one of the main ones that who was like, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And then she kind of broke off, did her own thing, but she's still, I still give her credit as being one of the, one of the originators of the idea. But so it was basically me and her and then Kayla and Jerry and Whitney all sent me a DM and were like, I want to, I'll do it. And um, so that's how we became the four people on Tiger Stock. And it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun. I really love doing it. And the girls love doing it. And they're all really busy. They've all got a lot of stuff going on. And so not everybody can make it every week, but that's okay. We just roll with whoever we got that week. And we just talk about whatever we want to talk about. So <laughs> we're usually Wednesday nights uh, around 830-ish. We say 830-ish because usually I have to do it after I get home from work. So, you know, my work schedule is kind of flexible. So, uh, you know, depending on what time I get off, depends on what time we start. So awesome. that is definitely one of the... Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Finish. No, finish, I just please. was going to say it's, it's just Wednesday nights, usually on, uh, around 830. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I'm saying that is one of the uh, the benefits of having multiple hosts, though, is that you don't necessarily yeah. need all four. Um, we've had to delay the podcast multiple times because even a minor technical issue that it just becomes one dude oh, talking yeah. to a camera. Um, yeah. I did not know it was intentionally started as a female only podcast. That's cool. There's not a lot yeah. of uh, women representation just in general in sports and especially in the podcast world. I mean, I can I think of maybe just a handful of people other than you. Um, so I was going to ask that. I was just curious if it was intended that way yeah. or if it was just people you already knew and it just came to be that way. But no, cool. I wanted it. It was very intentional. I wanted it to be only women. I feel like not enough women have a voice. And that's one thing that I love the most about this organization is that we've got Katie Blackburn. We've got Elizabeth Blackburn and Caroline Blackburn are three really awesome women, successful women that are at the top. And, and of course, Emily Parker, director of communications. Those, there are a lot of really awesome women in this organization. And they had an oh, event yeah. not too long ago. They had a um, Who Day Ladies event where they had a lot of the women in the front office. They also have like a woman CFO. They have, you know, there's a lot of really powerful women in this organization. And I sort of felt inspired and empowered by them to kind of create a platform for just women. Now, our audience is, is obviously women and men, but I think sure. a lot of the women in our fan base really gravitate towards it because they're like, you know, you're talking about things that I want to hear about. We had Coach Kasky's wife, Kayla, do a segment called the Bombshell Breakdown where she, she her Twitter handle is NFL Bombshell. And so she would she would break down film and she would break it down in a way that everybody could understand it. You didn't have to be way up here with all this football knowledge and be a coach and be whatever, play it on the field and things like that to be able to understand it. So sure. we kind of that's kind of what we like to talk about and what we like to do is, is just kind of bring it bring it for everybody. That's awesome. Well, I fully That's recommend awesome. it. I, I've been a fan. I haven't caught every episode by a long shot. Thank There's just too so many podcasts much. to catch every episode of anything. Um, but I've I've been a fan. I really have. Thank I you. listened to it maybe about a year back before we ever started doing our own podcast. It was was one of the ones that we uh, we talked about a little bit, just talking about like our voice and what we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. Um, so just for the audience out there, fully recommend it. If you haven't given it a try, give it a listen. That means so much to me. Thank you so much. Oh, I mean it. I really do. It's funny. We have to take a page out of your book because you said one thing I like that you said was you said that it's going to be me and it's going to be what I want. And there's a lot of times 
I, this is I, we, we've been doing this since we started after the Super Bowl, and it was just terrible timing. We're gonna wait till the off season yeah. to start a football podcast. But uh, a lot of times, like we feel this pressure, like, hey, we have to talk about this because this is what everyone wants to hear. And th- and there's, I don't want to talk. If it was really up to us, I think we'd talk about the Bengals for twenty five minutes and then like D and D or Warhammer yeah. for a half hour. But <laughs> there you go. but you know, I think that's great. Whatever. <laughs> so, here's my question for you guys. Uh, my whole, I mean, it's not like. I, the Bengals lose and I start beating my kids or anything like that. But like the Bengals affect my mood, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Like they lose, have a bad game or whatever. It kind of ruins my day. I know Kevin's the same way. Are you guys able to like detach yourselves from the Bengals or like when there's a great game, does it make you happy? When there's a bad game, do you do you find yourselves having a hard time like finishing the rest of the day without having a terrible attitude about everything? <laughs> I'll let you answer this one. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's a constant struggle. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of talk uh, just so happens today about mental health. Um, you know, there there was a one video that that was put out, and and you know, I've got my struggles with with ADD and some other things, and it, it's really hard because it'll it'll tank a week, mm-hmm. and. It's that conscious effort of, and and that's why I love more than anything going to the games, and and being around friends, because even after a, a horrible loss, um, that's not going to happen the rest of the year. Uh, you've got your your people to kind of commiserate with, and and I try to be positive. I try to be optimistic. Uh, you know, I used to be a negative person, and. My life changed when I just tried to be optimistic. You know, I, I, I had better career opportunities. I had better, like everything improved. I'm like, okay, this is the way, but it, it's not easy to do all the time. So when I'm down, someone else picks me up and, and I need that support group. So being there, that walk out, you hear mm-hmm. so many who days still, you know, somebody pat you on the shoulder, like, you know what, we'll get them next time. And that is so important to me. So it does affect absolutely me, me personally, you know, I think it does her, but you know, she'll, she'll say, uh, but without, I wouldn't be anything without the other fans and the friends and the camaraderie mm-hmm. to pick me back up. And, and like, you know what, this team trusts the process. You know, we, we've been at the the lowest of lows. It seems like it's a cycle every year. <laughs> the fans freak out in the beginning <laughs> and then we go on a roll. So, mm-hmm that's life. And, and there are a lot of lessons to be learned from this team, from Zach, from the players who speak about the, uh, you know, peaks and valleys throughout the season. And I try to take that to heart. That's a really good answer. Just so everybody knows it's a great answer. Sorry, Jess, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. It was a great answer. Good job, honey. Um, no, I, I, I prefer to just, I take the good for sure. Like I am riding a high this week. You can't Mm -hmm. say nothing to me this week. You know, after a win, yes, absolutely. I am 100% on cloud nine. I love it. After a bad loss, honestly, because of my job and, and everything else, I'm able to just sort of like shut that part of my brain off and not really think about it that much. And as a result, it doesn't really affect me that much, but I also don't really want to talk about it. Like mm-hmm. you, you said you want your podcast to just be what you want to talk about. Last week on Tiger Stock, I was like, I don't want to talk about the game. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah. all the good things that have happened to everyone this week. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's just, I don't want to relive it when it's a bad game. 
I don't want to go through the film. I don't want to watch all the things. I don't want to hear everybody's opinions on why they think it's not working. I just, I'm not really interested in it. But when it's going well and, and we're winning and we're doing great, absolutely. I want to see every film breakdown. I want to see that Joe Burrow scramble for a, for a first down. I want to watch that a hundred times on repeat. You know, it's like, I, I love when the Bengals are great and I, it really does lift my mood, but when they're not so great and we've all had those years, we've had a lot of bad years. Um, you know, I'm able to just sort of just kind of shut it off and, and like Cap said, take the, take the good from it with the, the friendships and the, we always say we're undefeated at the tailgate. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's there a good go. time to hang out with friends, even when the Bengals aren't winning. And honestly, there's nothing we can do about it. So being so upset over it, in my opinion, is just not it's 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 easy to say and hard to do but it's just really not worth it because there's nothing you can do about it focus on the areas of your life that you can control all the things that make you happy outside of that that's my advice <laughs> this is like this is like going to therapy I always say that I go to therapy so my friends and family don't have to. I just, bring, I just bring what I get from there and we can all there talk. You go. <laughs> and if you didn't know, she actually can save lives or unfortunately sometimes she sees death. So her don't job. Kill people. No, no. But you, Dr. Can, you can help no. save people, yeah. but you know, sometimes it's the opposite of that and, and sure. families get there and, so for her to, yeah, that's an easy, easy thing to, to click off. Sure. No, I guess. Well, I'm, I'm certain you have, you have to learn. Otherwise yeah. it's, that kind of job could, could mess you up you. a little bit. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah. You can't take it home with you. It will kill you. So one thing that we've talked about a lot on our show is the, is the things that we have. I, I do potato skins and this is going to sound crazy, but like if I started, this is the chiefs game, uh, new year's Eve, or New Year's Day, I guess, in 2021, the one that they won the division, I oh, had leftover yeah. potato skins from New Year's Eve, and I cooked them, and they won. And I was like, every game from here on out, potato skins. And Kevin will text me on Saturdays, do you have potato skins? Like, I got to go get them. I got to find them. They're yeah. out. Yeah. So he's got his things. Do you guys have your things? I got to do this, or the Bengals won't win. You know, I wish I could believe that any of that mattered. <laughs> No, trust me, you're just showing you're more mentally healthy than we, my logical brain won't let me. But I will tell you last year, last year when we went on that big run, I was wearing a blindside images crop top and my friend, my friend E owns blindside images and, you know, free plug for E, but they, I love their stuff. And so I had on a blindside images crop top when they won that game in New Orleans. And then I was wearing one the next game that we won. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to wear a blindside images crop top to every single game. So even when it was really cold outside, I was like layering them in there, you know, with all my layers. And I was like the kid on the Christmas story. I can't put yep. my arms down because I had so many layers on because I had to wear this crop top. So, you know, I do get a little superstitious. I'm a little stitious sometimes, but so far nothing has worked consistently this year. No, so I kind of feel does. like I feel like superstitions kind of start anew at the new year. So I haven't really found anything that um, that I'm really holding on to yet. But okay. there might be something. If we go on a big run, I might I might find something. I don't even know. Them superstitions so, will you creep up on you before you even realize it. Yep. Yeah, like like, yeah, like the they shirt you were wearing. Will. You didn't realize it, but suddenly there it is for the rest of the well, season. We, we won those doing, great games. And then we had that awful loss to the Browns. And I wasn't wearing one. So then it was like, See? okay, well, this is my fault. You, know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you want to take the blame on, in some weird way, you know? 
That's the part we always yeah. joke about, too. Neither of us believe yeah. our superstitions can win a football game. They don't win anything, but when them, they lose, we will absolutely oh be. Yeah. It's our fault. We lost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> still, still do them I- anywhere. The uh, the Bengal trailer. Uh, those those wild guys. Uh, uh-huh. You know they've been responsible for most of the away ga- uh, away game tailgates, and mm-hmm. you know they got Coolio to a Super Bowl uh, tailgate party, which was phenomenal. And they do a gas can to the face. And the first time I heard it, I'm like. That doesn't sound like what I want to do. Right. And then I saw him make it. And I'm like, definitely not something I want to do. Cause I, I really, for the large part, don't drink on uh, game days because I can't yell and drink mm-hmm. normally. Okay. Pass out, you know, I yell louder right. when I drink. So, so, you, uh, you know, a Bengal bomb at the Bengal bomb squad. And yep. then I'll run over to wherever Bengal trailer is and do the gas can of the face. And it, it's, it's whatever mixture of, probably gas station vodka and kool-aid maybe also gasoline we don't in an actual gasoline can that they (laughs) swear they don't use for actual gasoline but i i don't know they might sure (laughs) and it's poured from the top of their their little uh cart they're making food pour it in your face yeah gas can (laughs) in the face and and i'm just I'll, i'll wave when i'm done and I have to fight the urge because I, I used to be pretty good at the, the college party drinking games. Mm-hmm. I had to fight the urge to keep going because if I down the gas can, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> like, sure, yeah. But yeah. we went on that streak. We won 10 games in a row. I'm like, all right, this is a thing now. It's a lot of gas cans wow. to the face. All yeah. of our superstitions started in New Orleans, so I think it had something yeah. to do with the voodoo in New Orleans. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. voodoo. Crowd <laughs> it's in New also Orleans. just a great game for superstitions yeah. to begin at. Yeah. That was a yeah. great game. Yeah. Um, I feel like we're wrapping up here. Uh, that's about what we said. About thirty minutes, but I'm going to put you on the spot here for the people at home. This is being recorded a little bit early. Um, we are currently two and three, and I'm going to ask you guys predicting. I mean. What's your prediction? Where are we going to end up at at the end of the season? What do you think? I honestly thought we would lose three, but I had no idea that, that Joe's calf would be hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I'm just going to say it. That was the reason for everything. He He's very coy. Now he's kind of finally come out and admitted it. Like, yeah, it was worse than last year. The uh, appendectomy and everything, the appendix, that was worse. Mm-hmm. He later in the season said, well, yeah, it, it, it bothered me for a little longer than I'm like, Joe, I love you, man. But, you know, he, but he probably should. He probably shouldn't say that to anybody because the opponents know he's mm-hmm. back. If, if, yes, he if he's not 100% back, he's 85% back. So we're good to go. Um, I think we drop one more. Uh, if, if anything weird happens with injuries, two more at max. So I'm saying the, 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 at most five losses, this is still a good team. It's still a great team. Very. Yep. Yep. Nothing that hasn't changed. Still contenders. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still maintain that it's, it's really hard to win in the NFL. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how many more games we'll lose. It could be, it could be as many as, you know, six or seven, I think, but I hope not, but I think that we can still make the playoffs. Even if we can't win the division for the third year in a row, which would be amazing. You know, the Ravens kind of scare me right now as much as I hate to say it, but I think we could win the division, but I think we could definitely hit the wild card round and get hot in the playoffs again. So, you know, I don't know. Um, San Francisco is looking like a team that's possessed right now. And it's just, there's, there's a lot of really great teams 
in the NFL right now. I mean, who would have thought Trevor Lawrence would be beating the Bills and playing lights out right now? So, I mean, I feel like there's a, we've got a we've got a lot of tough games coming up. Um, so I don't know how many more we'll lose, but I do believe that we will make the playoffs, and I believe we could go on a deep run in the playoffs again. No, I we'll totally see. agree. It I, all uh, comes down to getting fully, right at getting hot at the right time. Uh, yep. Yeah, and injuries I, too. I, you know, I was just gonna say I fully agree with both of you. Uh, yeah. 12 and five. I'm going to push that till I proven wrong till we lose that sixth game. I believe we can do it. And also I was pushing the number one seed at the beginning of the season. That's no yep. longer the goal. Playoffs are the goal. If we get in the whole game resets and we get to start this whole thing over again. So I'm right there with both of you on it. But yep. you know, I mean that the bills have lost a couple, the, um, Chiefs have lost one at least, right? Besides, and they I mean, haven't looked good in every looked, one of their, yeah, you know, the Vikings. Lost to the Vikings. You know, so. that if, if the refs stay out of the Jets and the Vikings games, then they could have three losses also. I think they it's going to be a pretty tight race. In the Weird how often we talk about the refs as far as the Chiefs are concerned. <laughs> but it's not just us. It's all other, you know, oh, that's everybody. know 30 fan bases. Well, so that's it's everybody. Yeah, Finally, it's, people are fed up with it. Yeah. Yep. Thank you guys so much for joining us. This has been great getting to know you guys. I know people, you know, just Bengals fans all over are going to enjoy kind of getting to know the the personas behind Bengals captain and 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 Hubei. So it's super exciting to, to, you know, get everyone to know, you know, everyone, just Bengals fans to know each other. So thank you guys so much again for joining us. Yes, um, we you. Absolutely. Uh, remember, we're on the Orange and Black Insider. Uh, we're, uh, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are streamed. Just follow and like. Um, we'll have another one of these next month, and we'll let you know when we find out who it's going to be. So thank you guys again uh, very much. Uh, Bengals captain, Jess, Kevin, uh, I'm Jason. Thank you guys again. Have a good night and who day. Who day. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.